0: That welcome intro is to
1: <laughs> <laughs> i ripped it off the internet i didn't do it i i tried to i was gonna add like my own like like my face in like inner sparse in there just coming on just going theory
2: that <laughs> like is a hilarious you know what the best part is jason invited me on <laughs> <laughs> this guy i i right. let
1: me tell you something about this guy he takes the raising of his kids and the and and doing for his family more serious than I mean I he that guy he's he's a great dad and a great husband and I'm glad that that comes first for him. Uh, I really I don't know
2: I don't know about that. You're <laughs> like, eh, that he I'd put like a moment us. for rebuttal. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I'm actually just. Oh, all right, there we go. Um, yeah, he's he's great. Me and Jason, me and Jason have this thing where we just no matter what one person says, the other one has to come back with something sarcastic and make a dig and just take a jet, and it always gets like on that border of going there's to, my
0: boy. Jason, What's welcome up? to our show. Yeah, thank you. All right, let That's me lay all, this you, out. Me, I'm ready to the third best. I told you. <laughs> I'm all right, gonna lay this out show. this you show real quick
1: because this show is very special. I have wanted to get Anthony and Jason on a show together for like a long time, because those, these two guys, these two individuals you're looking at have a chemistry that is unlike anything else in our group. Okay. So like me and Anthony have a certain chemistry that sometimes is kind of interesting, but Jason and Anthony, I think are hilarious to listen to. And they got like, it's not just funny. It's also very poignant and and good stuff too. So I'm going to be like moderating the comments. You're not going to hear a lot from me except to just like ask questions. I'm basically the, um, I'm the Rob of this show, right? I'm the, the, I'm the, I'm the producer. I'm in the background and I'm going to correct you whenever you say something that's not correct.
0: Well, the the whole idea for this (laughs) show started because me and Mark were talking about something. I can't remember what it was. And Mark, Mark goes, yeah, theories with Anthony or something like that. I said, dude, that would be an awesome show because you know, Anthony, Anthony has actually come up with some like serious theories about how things work in the world or why they're the way they are. And then when you start listening, at first you might be kind of like, well, that doesn't really, that's kind of silly. And then as he starts explaining it, you're like,
2: actually, I think I'm on board with that. <laughs> <laughs> especially, with, especially with the ancient world, Jason, like I've had this. Um, all right. So if I, if I, if, if all right. So growing up um, Greek mythology, I was obsessed with it. Like I loved Greek mythology, the, the story of Poseidon, the story of Oedipus, all of them. I was like really, really into them. Then I got into the Roman Empire, like later on in my early 20s. And then once I came in, once I realized that the Greek, Roman and Hebrew together was Catholicism, it was like something really clicked together for me. And it was like my, my heart lit up, you know. And the more I go back and I study like ancient civilizations, the more I realize how alien they are to the world we live in today. Like people really don't grasp what christianity did so when i watched Mm -hmm. that show ancient aliens it was like like light bulbs were going off because this guy is showing us all these ancient structures that we can't figure out how they built these things because we don't even have the technology today to build them but somehow this civilization built them and then there was a giant flood that wiped everything out but are you talking
0: about are you talking about ancient ancient aliens aliens or ancient ancient, apocalypse ancient ancient apocalypse
1: Apocalypse. okay i made a face there for a second but i was seeing where you were going with it (laughs)
0: Yeah, not ancient aliens. I've never seen ancient aliens. I have no idea what that yeah. is.
2: But, no, but yeah, no, you so, got you got me watching that one, yeah. But the thing is, like, if you really understand these ancient cults, it's like, even what you're seeing going on today. So what, if, when I read Tim Flanders' book, Tim Flanders' book, the first two chapters are about, like, how St. John takes Mary, the mother of God, to, to Ephesia right? And oh, to Ephesus, I'm sorry, not Ephesia. Ephesus, Ephesus. Yeah, Ephesia. So, Ephesia. Well, you Jason. Ephesia is Artemis of Ephesus, basically. So John the apostle takes Mary to Ephesus because Artemis Ephesia is the goddess that they, that they worship there. And she's, the mother of god now she's a false mother of god so john takes the real mother of god to correct the worship that's going on there and when you learn about mm-hmm. the worship going on there it's that her priests have to castrate themselves and wear women's clothing now i as i'm thinking about this i'm like look at what's going on today what you're seeing is the rise of this priest class from artemis ephesia coming back in because we're throwing christianity off we live in a post-Christian world and you're starting to see these old gods come back. But people just don't call them that. Yeah. But demons are real. Like if you don't think demons are real, you're insane. And that's why I said to Jason that time, I said like the reason there's pyramids in South America and this pyramids in Egypt is because they're both building temples to a demon and demons require similar worship. So they required a temple to be built in a similar structure. And that just yeah. makes sense to me. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, I mean,
0: it does because, right. Cause all these archeologists and other people have different theories about what happened. I mean, some people think it was aliens or a uh, 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 pre ice age um, civilization or whatever, but it's, it's crazy to think that like all these civilizations across the globe who never had contact with each other, though, the, that, like the flood story, it may vary in some aspects but the foundation is there it's all the same everyone and has
2: that creation for every, this
0: everyone has it and we're always uh in our modern world we wonder how did they build these and then i know me and you were talking one time and and, and you had mentioned uh, the the demon worship you know with the uh, uh nephilim or nephilim however you want to say it you know being involved where you you know you read that in uh
2: you know, in the Old Testament, Enoch, I can't in the book of Enoch in the, in the
0: and also on the book of <clears throat> Enoch. And uh, it, it really when you start putting those pieces together, it actually starts making sense because because like, like you mentioned previously, demons want to be worshipped the same around the world, no matter where they're at. And it's really <laughs> to me, I don't know of another plausible situation, you know, uh, explanation of that, yeah. because I, I don't think it was aliens. I don't think it was some great civilization that had flying cars and all that before you know the the modern history Yeah, no but
2: they may have had assistance from demons right like even look at the technology we're dealing with today right with artificial intelligence and all this stuff that's coming up and then you go and look at what they're doing with like the hadron collider and and when you have the hadron collider they have this weird occultic ritual going on beforehand it's Mm -hmm. almost like if you how can you not think there is demonic influence going on in the scientific community that they're playing around with things that are just a little Mm -hmm. out of where they should, they're going beyond what like ethics should allow because they're, they're taking their cue from the demonic. I mean, you look at Hitler, he was into the occult. You look at like every evil society plays around with the occult. And I just think that that, that was definitely going on back then. And I think it's going on now also like when, when they see these, like everybody's always trying to figure out what are the pyramids? Like when you watch these science shows, like what are the pyramids? Why did they build them? They, they don't understand that every human civilization since the first humans have been trying to figure out where we come from. It's something in us that we just need to know where we came from. So even the modern day atheists who think they're just beyond all that, right? Like, oh, we're, we're beyond that. We don't need that. They need a creation story too. So they have evolution. They need an apocalyptic story, too. So they have a climate change disaster. coming. They need a resurrected
1: Jesus with a glorified body. Look at Lennon in that tomb. That, to me, every time I see Lennon in that tomb, I'm like, boy, you guys are so desperate for a resurrected Jesus. You just made one out of (laughs) of one of the most
2: evil men who ever lived. But there's something so true (laughs) about that. We live in a story right? Like everything we perceive is through a story. So of course God's going to reveal himself through a story. It's just the way our minds work. It's the way reality unfolds to us. So like when you, when you, uh, when you see like the, um, the zeitgeist movie right they try to point out like how the christian story is so similar to that
1: movie was such crap i i have a, I i actually studied the history of religion in my theology degree at loyola from loyola's perspective from the mo- most modernist universe you can imagine that movie was just utter crap not, yeah. not a single historical fact in that movie was that but, they claimed they, was so accurate what they it, try
2: to do is show you how christianity is really just like all these other stories that came beforehand and it's like yes you idiot don't you understand that there's something in the human spirit oh yeah it's almost for sure. attuned to wanting to hear a story like that like it's it's almost like god designed us well it's to, it, well it yearn for it. it yes
0: it's not it's not only that it's a common source right like at some point in history people had a common common source had these common prophecies of you know a savior of christ of sacrifice and all that and it's, it's kind of like a big game of telephone right as, as people separate, as people go their different ways, they start telling the story, but then they start adding in their own things. But that doesn't mean that 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 all of a sudden Christianity is just uh, mimicking these other religions. It's yeah. taking the truth and, and showing it in its fullness where these others have a perverted, uh, perverted version of the truth where, you know, in the beginning, everybody kind of had that common source and it just diverged. Horribly yeah. in some cases.
2: Yeah, there's something so beautiful about like true enculturation that that the Catholic Church did, right? Like when we would go, so, it, all right, so Tim Flanders puts forth this thesis in his book where he says you had the Greek mind, right? Like when when the time of Christ, you have the Greek mind, which is like they have Aristotle, Plato, they have all these brilliant philosophers, And then you have the Roman mind where the Roman mind isn't quite as great on philosophy, but there's something about Roman order that you, you can't like, so when Rome comes in and they take over Greece, they don't tell the Greeks to stop being Greek. They allow them to continue being Greek. They just kind of
1: culture.
2: Yeah. Right. So they enculturate it and they just, you're Roman now, but you can keep your Greek identity. So when, when the church comes, what you have is the, the Greek mind studying the scriptures and you have Roman order so the church gets set up like the Roman Empire you have the Pope just like Caesar in, in, the, in the capital and then just like uh, Caesar had all these governors at outposts like, like uh, Pilate was the, uh, at the, the governor of Jerusalem Now you have the Pope with all the bishops running the outposts of the new Roman empire. And, and the church really did enculturate that. And the priests are wearing Roman garb from the first century. Still that's, that's their vestments. And it's like, we, we would go in and when there's a festival, like they like they have if they because almost all of the festivals wind up working out around the seasons because people were seeing cyclical things so we would go in and we would say okay you can keep this about it but we have to baptize it we have to get rid of this the the ritual sacrifices that you guys are doing but we can we can keep this portion of it so you guys still have your festival but we're going to baptize it we're going to make it a christian festival now modern day protestants and atheists look at that and they're like you're just you know, this is pagan, it's but pa- no, yes. <laughs> I mean it is, but no, like we we found a way to enculturate it and make it Christian and, and bring the best of every culture into the church. Yeah. well, it's it's kind of that same
0: concept of what you're talking about. While why I have issues with people uh uh blasting the ordinary, right? They're like, Oh, it's just an angle. Well, the church has a history of what you're describing, of taking things that people do baptizing it, making it Christian and bringing it in communion with Rome. Um, But backing up to what you were saying about the time of, you know, Greek and Roman mixing of, of their minds, mixing in their order. I know there's several reasons as to why Christ came at the time he did, but I also find it interesting in this aspect as well, because Christ came at a time where you had the Roman order and stuff like that, and then, the you know they the, uh, the church ends up taking that structure, making it Christian, right? So yeah. so you can also see God's divine providence and and foreknowledge in that, and that He knew my church, or His church was going to need a structure, right? So He wanted to order it after something that that yeah, He but- thought that He thought could last or that he knew could last I should say. And, and I don't know. Anyway, what I'm getting at is it's just amazing when you start piecing together you can see again, here's another example of why the time that Christ came during the
2: the Roman Empire was so was so brilliant. So if you read Eusebius's Church History, <clears throat> he points out how it was God's providence that that Christ comes at this exact time, right? Now, if you read Michael uh, E Michael Jones's book Logos Rising, He talks about how um, Paul, when he goes to the Pantheon and he's I don't know if it was the Pantheon, but he goes to the Greek city and he's and he's preaching to them and nobody converts. He only gets like two converts. Right. And he's really unsuccessful. But now John the Apostle knows about this. But John also knows that the Greeks are trying to understand this concept of logos, like logos. They're like they understand that something brings order to the universe and there's a reason why everything works. So John brings it in and he says the logos was with God. The logos was God. And then the logos becomes flesh because it that, wasn't
0: a new word or, or anything like that. It's no, not like it he was made, made up something. Yeah. No, the
2: Greek mind was trying to understand logos is like logic, you know, like yeah. Uh, It's they're trying to figure out why is there order to the universe? Because even the Greek mind before Christ understands there's an order to things. And they're trying to figure out like, so if you read Michael Jones's book, he goes through all the different philosophers. Like they're trying to figure out, is it earth? Is it air? Is it, you know, uh, the elements earth, wind and fire? Is it like all these different things that they're trying to understand? What is it that keeps order in the universe? And, and then when you have Sean, the apostle come, that understanding of the Logos becomes flesh has shaped the world in a way you can't imagine like you really have to understand that um jason you read dominion right in dominion uh, tom holland i mean i've told this story a bunch of times but tom holland talks about how women were viewed in the ancient world now they have the same word for a woman's mouth her her genitals and her anus and all of those are the same word as a urinal so it's basically just a place for men to dump their fluids you know, like that's literally what women were considered back then. Can I interject then, for just
1: a second and, offer, yeah, and yeah. offer an anecdote to what you're saying? Of course. One of the things that that secular atheist scholars of the Bible have to admit is that uh, the resurrection narrative is a big problem that we cannot account for with anything other than what the narrative tells us. And one of the things that they use to point to the historicity of the resurrection narrative is that the gospel writers in all four gospels account that it was the women who found Christ, yeah. fa- found the tomb empty. Yeah. And that's, if they were making, if you're making up a story in the you ancient world have women. and you yeah. want to f- make, and your goal is to make this as credible as possible, you do not start with a bunch of chicks told me what happened. And, yeah. uh, and, and then one of them was, <laughs> one of them was so scared. She didn't even want to tell me what happened
2: yeah you know well, you, well, that's right. not how you start you're, a story you're right because women were subhuman to men back then but it's not yeah. just that like you have the cult of mithra where their idea of baptism was you got bait they would put a bull up on a stand and slice its stomach open and you would get bathed in bull's blood they yeah. would have these disgusting orgies in a way you can't imagine like i said artemis ephesia the her priests would castrate themselves so this was a barbaric world
0: like barbaric. Well, and Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry. I'm just saying on a scale that, yeah, finish what you were saying on a scale. That like something people like don't understand. People we, don't understand.
2: Could never comprehend today.
0: And and that's why when people talk about Paul being a chauvinist and his writings and stuff like that, it shows that you, that, that you're, that you're putting modern day thought and, and more uh, morality and stuff like that in our world today in the first century. And they don't fit because based on what you're saying here right the way they treated women the way they viewed women women were truly second-class
2: citizens you know not 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 even citizens they were basically slaves it's like you had your wife and that was it like you would like it was considered in rome like if you if you mistreated your wife it was looked down upon but like your slaves and anything like men but like
0: but like in a true way but paul comes along and if you read uh, saint paul in context of the history paul is radically different radically different he yes. he says all you know male and female are all equal in christ that women have dignity that they deserve respect and and, and scripture even tells us in church even the church even teaches us that women are not just a, a thing for a man's pleasure. And that is why the sexual, that's why the sexual revolution is so evil because it, it wants to harken back to that first century where women are there just for men's pleasure. Oh, Make no mistake. And, that, and we, we invented that pill
1: Yeah, and, and ladies, we didn't invent it for you. I, I'm going to just be 100% <laughs> no. honest. That pill was invented by men so that we could shirk our responsibilities and just, and you know, all fun all the time and And any man
0: that support and any man that supports abortion does not care about women they care about themselves and their
2: carnal pleasures well just look at um like the people think that that is like you were saying like that paul is being chauvinist no if you take yourself back to this time everyone knew women were sub were you know subordinate to men everyone Mm -hmm. knew that the revolutionary teaching is husbands Treat your wife as Christ loves the church, like lay your life down as a sacrifice for your wives. That was the revolutionary teaching when they talk about now, like, oh, well, Paul couldn't make women priests because back in those days, women were sub, sub, you know, subhuman, but really in those other, cultures the women were priests you had priestesses they did in have every them. one of those cults so it was so unique judaism in that they were only a male priesthood and then when it goes into christianity they carry that on like because the male priesthood in the old testament is a foreshadow and prefigurement of the the new new testament priesthood
0: yeah yeah
1: definitely definitely can i can i interject for a second and just uh no. I, i've show. been doing a lot of um uh... <laughs> The, the, everything you guys are talking about is is true and correct, and I'm right on board. But there's one thing that happens that there's a, there's a mythological story that shows up in 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 the history of human religion. But this is very different than everything that's come before because it happens in the full light of history, in front of everybody, for which there is no other explanation, and that is the resurrection. The resurrection changes. I mean, obviously, theologically, it changes everything, but just in the history of human religion, because like, here's, here's my, you want to know, tell, honestly, the truth, why I'm, I've never entertained Islam as, as a, as something that I could convert to. And that is because I can go to Medina. Well, if I were a Muslim, I could go to Medina in, in Saudi Arabia today. And I could point to a box that Muhammad's bones are in. If I were a, incredulous person i could go in i could pick up muhammad's thigh bone and hold it in my hand and show it to you now in this religion christ is not only not the son of god he's just a prophet and he's actually a secondary prophet to muhammad i can't show me jesus's bones
2: yeah (laughs) point to
1: the bones you can't the only explanation is that jesus actually resurrected and i'm sorry that that makes him better than Muhammad. I just yeah, I mean, don't... if if every apostle
2: except for John was martyred for claiming that he rose from the dead, right? It's right. like, why would you die yeah. for a Why something would you that... make this
1: up? And how would you make it up? And the fact that we know in the in that the the temple apparatus was telling stories about how his apostles hid him, you know, they they stole away with the body. That proves the tomb was empty and they had to account for that. That that part is is a 100% historical fact.
0: You want to hear something controversial that that I have trouble uh, coming around to? Is the fact that, I don't know if it's controversial, but a lot of people would disagree (laughs) with me. But the fact that, you know, and I've said it before as well, that why would the apostles die for something that wasn't false? Why would the early disciples die? Why would the early Christians die for something that was false? Like Jesus wasn't really God. He wasn't who he claimed to be. I have a hard time making that argument a lot because I think back to other religions, like Islam, for instance, where people die for this faith because they yeah. really believe they, it.
1: They, they died really in war believe it, yeah, even but, it, even though even though They it's died false. trying to
0: kill others. They didn't
1: die intentionally. They died in battle. That's not but the same. But they also as- didn't
2: die for something they're claiming they witnessed, right? Like the apostles are yeah. saying, I saw him rise from the dead. Like, that's yeah. what they're dying for. It's like, no, no, I no, saw yeah, this man I, rise from the dead.
0: Yeah, I get that. But, but, but even to Mark's point, I mean, you've got the Muslims in China who are being who are being murdered for their faith, you know,
2: yeah, they are. That's, um,
0: true. That's true. But, That's true. but I don't think, I don't think it's on the scale that Christianity, not even close. No religion has been close to the martyrdom that Christians have endured well, over our, years our guy.
1: Our guy is a big figure in their religion. Can't say the, can't say the same thing in reverse. Like yeah. you can, here's the deal. Yeah. You can go to Rome and, and, and speak ill of Muhammad, but you can't speak ill of Jesus in Mecca. They'll cut your head off of
0: that. Yeah, they, they get just as Well, so you can't right? even get into... Them, they just, know.
1: Yeah, I know, but I'm saying... That, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah course, but, my point. But the crazy,
2: <laughs> the crazy thing about the ancient world is like we're describing all these things going on, all these crazy cults and how sick the world was. And you get this prophecy in Isaiah where he says, the people who walk walk in darkness have seen a great light. And when you understand how totally and completely God's spirit explodes on the earth his spirit just covers the face of the earth yeah. to the point where every single culture that it comes in contact with when you go from you're dealing with um uh what's the what's the stupid show with the uh uh with Ragnar Lothbrook oh Vikings 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 right the Vikings encounter the Christians and I they, need to they... re-watch that as a Catholic because I I saw it when it's I, a before great show, I was man. A now I need of to there's a couple of scenes where like they go in and they always they always attack on Sunday because they know they're at mass. And when yeah. they spill the wine on the floor, the Catholics are like, oh, oh my gosh. But it's like every culture that I mean they come in culture in contact with the Visigoths, the the barbarians, everyone they come in contact with, they war with them for a little bit, and then all of a sudden they convert and they become Christian. God's spirit covers the earth in a way you can't imagine. And it's like even today, when 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 people today don't take account for that, and they just and they look at the story and they're like, "Oh, religion is just a way to control people." You idiot! Nobody would invent
1: a religion Communism as, as a way to
2: control people. Yes, exactly. Yeah, they'll, they'll say
1: religion's a way to control people, and that's why I'm a socialist.
2: It's like it's so it's so bizarre when people think like that. It's like God's spirit totally covered the earth. And the other thing is, like I was, so we went upstate, me and my wife, this weekend, and I was kind of explaining to her why I chose avoiding Babylon as our channel name and when I told her this story she actually talked me into doing so Rob and I are behind the scenes we're working on a project right now that we're going to do like a two-part series explaining the mystery of Babylon how it relates to the book of Ephesians oh, please and that would be it's awesome. it's it's going to be a deep Bible study. And anybody that actually sticks around for it is going to be a couple of low points just to set the story up. If you stick with it, it's going to be one of those stories that blows your mind. So I told my wife this story over the weekend and she was like, Anthony, you have to tell this story. Like it was, it blew her mind. And then when I really started explaining to her that the father, like uh, to understand that the father has an inheritance for the son and the son, instead of keeping that inheritance for himself, wants to give it to us and by divine adoption we literally get the inheritance that is due to the son now is our due like like people don't understand that when you chase these fleeting pleasures in this world you are giving up your inheritance that the father has for the son to go chase this fleeting pleasure and i really see hell as like like uh, i see steve Skojak really like coming down on the church's teaching on hell about torment and hell, And my understanding of hell is our attention should remain on God at all times. And when we let our attention go to these other things and the, the number one thing is always pornography and sex, right? Yeah. Now, if you let your mind go to that, you will, you will lose your faith in God. And now for all eternity, you are going to chase that fleeting pleasure. God is a consuming fire. The, the 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 angels around him are called the burning ones like and it's like the god turns down the heat for those in hell because to be in his presence would be unbearable so he allows them to have the heat turned down a little and you will chase that fleeting pleasure that you were hooked on in life that you chose over God for all of eternity. And that is just my understanding. Christ of
1: Christ truly gives us what Satan falsely promised he could at Eden, right? Satan's like, you'll be as gods. And I always yeah. thought this is interesting that because what Christ offers us is not to be as gods, but to have full unity with God, and to partake so, in the
0: divine nature. To partake
1: in the divine like, nature. I think that, but I think it's interesting that when Satan views God, all Satan sees is power. Power. I want it. He's got it. And he doesn't even see God as love. And God is nothing but that. He's yeah. 100% pure love. The word has no meaning outside of him. And Satan, the being that was created closest to him, who lived in the shadow yeah. of the Holy
2: Trinity, could not he's an see angel it. of light. So it's like, but and, people don't understand that. What is partakers of the divine nature? God is trying to divinize us. He is like the Greeks, the, the Eastern Orthodox call it uh, theosis. But we yeah. have that also. It's God is trying to divinize us. He's trying to make us not a God, God. Right. Right. And like that is what he's trying to do. Make us God like him. We don't know yet what we'll be, but we know we
1: when will you be eat like the him. flesh and drink the blood of the son of man. You have unity with me and I am him.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, so, so something I would read a quote from that movie um that's out Nefarious, right? And it said uh the 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 guy in there that um I can't think of his name, I think his name is Douglas, the character that's demon-possessed. He says, Um, you know, God creates, but we destroy, right? And that's why, like, when you're in sin and you're chasing earthly pleasures and the pleasures of this world and chasing sin and whatnot, you, you view it as like, people will say, well, I'm free because I'm doing what I want. Well, you're not really free because now you're attached to this sin and this vice that is literally destroying you. You just don't see it with your physical eyes, but you're enslaved to your own destruction. Nothing, nothing like a cocaine
1: addict telling you how free they are. And, you're yeah,
0: just and, like- and but when you're in Christ, yeah, it may from a worldly standpoint, when you're in Christ, it may it may look like, well, I've got all these rules to follow. Well, yes, there are rules to follow, but, but you freely rules are what sets you. Well, they're what sets you free yeah. because you're not because because now you're you're more apt to make sound choices and choices that by your own volition, because tell me a crack addict take keeps taking crack because that's what he wants. That's to right. Do. He doesn't make he's the addicted choice to it. The drug no, makes You damn right. Absolutely. At, man, you yeah. just, so that, Nailed so, that it. so that, so that's, that, that's what vices and sin do. They make the choice yes. for you. So you're enslaved. It, I, I always
1: say, you know, if you want to know what's holy and what's unholy, what's good and what's evil, look at what's what you're free to choose. And look how much easier it is to quit going to church than it is to quit doing cocaine. Yeah. Look how much easier it is. And God respects your decision. You may may incur the consequences of that for sure, but he doesn't possess your body and take you back to
2: church. Well, well, that's the same thing.
1: Satan does not respect your decision. (laughs) Satan doesn't care if you want to do cocaine. That's the same
2: thing that I'm trying to say with hell. It's like, God, if you choose another God in this life, God will give you what you want. And you will chase that God for all eternity. And the thing is, like a lot of people, especially men, like I, we talked to father Isaac the other day and father Isaac was talking about like uh, the punishment for pride is sins of the flesh. And it's like men today mm. think they can play games with mortal sin. They think they can play around with it and just go to confession. They think they can play around with it and go to confession. You guys are nuts. I know so many people who had faith and believed in God and they played around with pornography and they lost their faith yep. because you don't want it. To, you, look, you can't just think it's like presumption. Like, you're just presuming on God's mercy to the point where you just think, okay, I made a mistake. And you're no, you no—you don't actually have a firm purpose of amendment. You men have to put your foot down and stop watching this crap. You are playing with your yeah, eternal soul. Absolutely. It is no joke. And if you really do, your spiritual life does not begin until you get that crap out of your life. You don't well, have a me- prayer life. You don't have a relationship with God until you get it out
0: let me add this. Cause I've told my kids this as well, you know, but Paul talks about it's a race and you know, I'll be, I'll be right back guys. Just one second. Yeah. Yeah. Go, yeah, yeah, go ahead. So, you know, he talks about a race and about working a house, a house, a long, long journey. Right. Mm-hmm. If I'm going, you hear, I know everybody's heard this before where if you're going to lift 300 pounds on bench press, you just don't get out and do 300 pounds on bench press one day. Right. Unless you're just abnormally strong. Yeah. You have to work your way up in increments. And the same thing with virtues. You have to make the right decisions and small decisions so that you build that strength so that later when a big decision comes, a tough decision, you're strong because you've been building up for this moment, right, to, to be strong. Yeah. The The inverse works as well. If, if I'm living a good holy life and I start flirting with that sin, I'm basically building up. In the opposite you're, direction, right? You're it's not, dulling your you're dulling your conscience. You're, yeah, you're, you're dulling your conscience, and it's not like most people don't. All of a sudden, uh, let's say pornography. If 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 I'm not addicted to pornography, I'm living a say good holy life the best I can. Most people just don't jump into hardcore porn right away. No, yeah. it, starts it starts by, starts by looking, looking at at a modest <laughs> images or stuff. It's a, it's a, and before you know it, all of a sudden you're down here and it's hard to get out from the bottom. Yeah. So, so I, I've always kind of viewed vices as the same way as I do virtues. You, you, you you're work, you're building something. You need to build it in, in the right direction because if you don't, you're building yourself
2: up for failure. I just see, especially sex as the forbidden fruit in the garden. Like you will lose your soul you will die and it's like what, what god tells adam and eve if you eat of the tree of good of, of the fruit of the tree of, of of the knowledge of good and evil you will die and what does satan say did god really say you're gonna die surely you won't die and they eat the fruit did they die well no but they Not did right away but eventually no, but they did but they did die that no right there oh, right yeah i see what you're fruit, saying yeah their soul yeah. died so to the point where god doesn't he can't find them in the garden anymore right like where are you I was hiding from you. I was naked and I had to hide from you. That is what mortal sin does to you.
1: You And look what hide God's, from God the, the first thing first thing we see God ever get angry about in the Bible. Who told you you were naked? Yeah. I could feel God's anger in that. I mean it's a it's an amazing really for an ancient book written, you know, so long ago with it's an amazingly written story. It is. Inc- I mean, it just resonates. I, I don't know. To me, that who told you and, you were naked? And
0: the and the same thing with what you're talking about, Anthony, with with sexual sins and go, you know looking at the the forbidden fruit on the in the in the garden. They they were both very temporary pleasures.
2: Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, it's, it's not like they were long
0: lasting. A fleeting well, pleasure that ultimately will kill you. If I really think
2: that, like, uh, so prepping for heaven, saying that's not what the forbidden fruit is, but I really think that there are like a, a lot of commentaries that say the snake coming in to tempt Eve had to do with something with Adam, letting another man near his wife. Ooh. And it was like, I, I don't know a hundred percent. Let's get into watch. this theory. This sounds interesting. Tell us about it. But like, I I'm pretty sure it has something to do with Adam should have protected his wife. And instead he wanted to play that game and, and allow a little bit of, you know, it was almost like Adam was being a cuck, you know, and he was like, is this
0: why you don't let your wife have friends? Right. She's no, friends. she doesn't at the house, <laughs> <laughs> so
2: but yeah, it's like, and even if that's not technically what it was, I'm talking about today in modern culture that is yeah. today's forbidden fruit, sure, because it's everywhere. I mean, we're in a culture that is, is so saturated where everywhere you look, every billboard, every time you turn on your phone, every time you do anything, it's just something trying to draw your attention away from God. And if we allow our attention to like, like people need to be listening to podcasts all day that have to do with God, you need to be doing scripture studies all day, your focus always needs to be on God, because if you allow your attention to get drawn somewhere else, and especially somewhere that's sinful, you will leave your God, it is an idol in your life. And pornography. Okay, I, want, is I want to talk about
1: Lilith when he's done. So keep going. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, no, pornography is 100% an idol. It's an image that you're giving part of your soul to. And it's something wow, that's just becoming that's well so much more clear and clear to me as I go. And I'm like, I, oh, that's I, good. it really is. It's an I've image that you're that giving before. a part you're of your right. soul to. It is absolutely an idol. Absolutely. And people, people don't realize you are worshiping an idol if you're looking at that crap. Well, Guys, I- do not play with this sh- stuff.
0: I know I I know you've mentioned it before, because on Twitter you were talking about how atheism is a religion. You set up all or you mentioned all the things that it has of a religion. religion. Right. Yeah. Well, it it sounds like pornography. You can make the same argument because it has its own sacrifices. It has its own priests. It had, you know, it has all these things that make up a religion. Right.
2: (laughs) Listen. anything so, that draws your attention away from God is a religion. It has a ritual that goes with it. Think about when men do this, what the, like the procedures they go through, those are all oh, rituals. They do. It's like, they, look, we are just ritualistic creatures. There's even a guy that does cocaine. Like we were just saying, there's a, look, he goes and gets a cigarette, right. he gets a cigarette, right? After, it's a ritual. He performs. Human My favorite
1: part of ritual. doing drugs was always the ritual. Absolutely. For those of you who don't know, I've I'm, I'm been in recovery
0: for uh, 11 years. Yeah, that sounds about right. Maybe about 11 years. So, well, even yeah. even people that smoke cigarettes have a ritual. Because I know, for instance, like my mom and dad, when I was going up. I don't smoke myself, but they always had a time of the day and morning and all that that they would smoke. There's a ritual to it. And they actually say that is the most difficult part of quitting smoking, it's not necessarily the nicotine, because the nicotine's out of your body after what, like a couple of weeks or something it's like that. It's not physically addictive, it's the ritual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's hard to do so if you always wake up in the morning get a cup of coffee and smoke a cigarette and you're trying to quit you're drinking that cup of coffee what what keeps you going is that ritual of smoking the
2: cigarette 100%.
0: so it, you have to reorient your whole life to quit these addictions
2: yeah absolutely i smoke right so for me especially like there is a ritual to it it's like it really is i mean you're talking about like these minor little minor little got all these things that if you like if you really get into the saints and what they're talking about they're talking about true freedom right yeah. like true freedom like if i still have this vice in my life that's not true freedom like well, i still have a the long cross way to go. the cross
1: is what the world gives you to control you and you and your fear of it may, means they they tell you whatever to do christ is the guy who says i don't care if you give me the cross i'll just i'll yeah. go to the cross and the world's like you're not allowed to do that you can't yeah. it's like <laughs>
2: What do you I, want to I, say about Lilith? I tell
1: you what, give me the worst you got. The worst version of the cross. And the world's like they're disarmed. They got nothing to they can't do anything to you after that. Yeah. Take the cross, the worst thing they can do is kill you and unfortunately for them, Christ destroyed death. So <laughs> womp, What womp.
2: what were you, you going oh, to say about Lilith? Okay.
1: You... okay. So Lilith is a Babylonian deity from from ancient Babylon and in certain versions of the Babylonian a human origin story she was married to adam or something like that but here's what's interesting to me going back to what you were talking about earlier about ancient civilizations and i wanted to mention lilith for a moment you know you know how many gods humanity has worshiped over the years and and, and yahweh yahweh i'll give you point, the israelites were not the first ones to worship yahweh yahweh has been present in ancient middle eastern religion going all the way back to mesopotamia but he's worshiped alongside a pantheon of other deities right Um, And in various contexts and cultures, but the Israelites are the first ones to worship only Yahweh and have no other deities. Okay. How many of us today worship uh, 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 Marduk? How many of us worship Lilith? How many of us worship Pazuzu or Lamashtu? You've never even heard of any of these deities. Nobody worships Zeus. Nobody worships Poseidon, but I can go down the street and they are still offering sacrifice to this ancient middle eastern warrior deity that's that's interesting because you can't find another example
2: of that so lilith was um it, even it, like the so there's an apocryphal <laughs> jewish text about lilith also that she was adam's first wife but mm. not formed from adam's rib wasn't mm. she so, in chosen too was she the one that possessed mary magdalene yeah i can't I remember so. i think you're right yeah. i think sorry right. it's just random thought so, random no that you're i think hmm. you're right about that but yeah so god doesn't uh form lilith god it's an apocryphal text it's not scripture but god forms adam and then he forms uh lilith from the dirt also and lilith is this rebellious woman hmm. so it's like that so god has to actually t- you know the, the 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 story goes god had to take her out and and make uh eve from adam's rib to make him make her a helpmate because they were two at odds lilith and adam yeah and it's like so i I was talking with my wife over the weekend and like explaining all this stuff to her and we were talking about how um well we're talking about our daughters and like what conversations we want to have with our daughters and stuff because like men will lead women like whether i mean there's some beta guys that the woman just totally leads. But on average, most men will lead a woman somewhere. Now, if that man doesn't have God as his focus and center, he will lead his wife to hell. It's just what happens. It's like such an important thing to, to have conversations with your daughters. Like Jason, how old's your oldest? Uh, 14. So you're getting it to that age where it's like, like, so my, my daughter's 15. My other, my other daughter's 13. It's like, we're we're getting to that age where they're like think boys are cute and stuff and it's like these the conversations you need to start having with your daughters are very important and i'm i'm trying to I, we're having Tim Gordon on tomorrow and we're going to talk about that so maybe i should save that for tomorrow but i i had like a really deep conversation with both my girls yesterday and it had to do with what me and my wife were talking about but just how a woman will follow a man and a good husband will lead his wife to heaven and a bad husband will lead his wife to hell what yeah. did, did when you married your wife was she was she catholic or not no my wife was lutheran when we got married yeah. and i wasn't practicing my faith but i mm-hmm. knew enough to get to tell her that like i put my foot down about getting married in the catholic church so i had to go get a dispensation from my bishop she she comes into the uh she we get married She she doesn't convert and then like three years into our marriage i had a conversion and i just started talking to her, and i started taking the kids to church and she was like okay I don't want to not be able to receive communion, you know? So she just converted just to have all of us the same religion at first. If you had any idea how much my wife's faith has blossomed, Mm -hmm. like the conversations we had this weekend, when I tell you like, my heart was like on fire watching my wife. For the like, trad Men
1: listeners who don't know, Anthony and his wife are disgustingly in love, and they go on these <laughs>
2: retreats,
1: and they and they stare deeply into each other's eyes.
2: <laughs> you won't be. Trust Dude. me, if
1: you're on a chat with this guy after he gets back from one of these weekends, you will not be able to eat for a week.
0: Listen to me.
2: <laughs> I adore that woman, but part of it is because, I, like, part of it, and I was even telling her, like. I only have I don't play games with this crap looking at other women man like my wife is the only woman I look at I don't Absolutely. and I take that so seriously because you don't re- like I look at it like how can I possibly love my wife and only my wife if I'm letting my heart get pulled away to these other women? It's just like the the, the union between husband and wife is so divine like it is the reflection of the divine it's like the father and the son come together and their love is so real the holy spirit pours forth when a husband that's why and wife that's together.
0: why marriage and marriage is a trinitarian type it's a tr- love.
2: yes nine months later you have to give it a name and and it's like the the act between a husband and wife that ecstasy is meant to give you a glimpse of what's yeah. coming in the afterlife, like that is literally. Well, that's why what when that people
1: who people who watch pornography are doing a lot of trauma to their brains. I mean, if you're yeah. not a religious person, and you're not there, you're not there on your journey home yet, okay. But you're doing a lot of violence to your physiology because your brain is set up, like you just said, to release chemicals and things like that to to create a bonding experience with your wife during this, you know, this event but when you're flooding it with just disgusting you know and and things that are outside of what this what this thing was created for your brain chemistry will rewire itself and that's that's why you can't go back to church you can't stare god in the face after yeah exactly 100
2: percent right that's well, why um, that, you know there's something that. so shameful about what you're doing there that yes. you are adam hiding in the god god i'm naked don't look at me yes like there's something so fundamental about that other sins they may be mortal but they're not that like this the sex stuff is so mortal you will lose your soul and men that are using the confessional as a revolving door i'm telling you you're playing with fire do not take chances like that. It is so dangerous. I've seen so many people lose their faith. It scares me.
0: I I, I wanted to add uh, two things. So this is one: we're talking about the the unitive nature of husband and wife, you know, reflecting the the blessed Trinity, right? <clears throat> In marriage, my daughters, uh, I think I mentioned on our last episode, Mark, but our daughters had had asked me about, uh, I forgot what it was about, but anyway, we got into contraception and stuff like that. And that was one thing that I told them is one reason contraception is is so evil is because it takes away the procreative nature of, of marriage. Right. And if we really think about it, how blessed are we as, as humans through marriage to be able to partake in the creative nature of God. So every time a husband and wife come together, and, it, you know, and, and have a child, they are partaking in, in creation. That's what started because they asked me, the question was, is, does God create the baby or does a husband and wife create a baby? And they were, they were debating that. Right. And I'm, I told on, them I'm I, on
1: team. God creates the baby, but go ahead. Well, I'm like, I, I'm,
0: no, but I'm like, I'm <laughs> but like I get your actually, point. I, yeah. It's a, it's a valid question. Well, it's a very well, metaphysical well, one. Well, the, the, my answer was, well, you're both right. Because ultimately, ultimately God creates it, God imbues it with the soul and and all that and and set up the, the faculties and systems for us to create babies. But as a husband and wife, we choose to come together and, and, and you know, potentially create life. Obviously God, God blesses us with that life, but we are partaking in God's creative nature and, and, and it's an amazing thing. And that's why we should never, never contracept because we are killing that blessing that God has given us and, and partaking in that divine nature. Right. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention was the reason I asked you about your wife because you're talking about women follow the husbands and it's very important for daughters because I know I do harp on my daughters they're older too in all fairness but I do talk to them a lot about I do harp on them a lot about you know a, a man because I, I I mean I do I do tell them I want your husband to be Catholic because. Gr- granted, you can marry. An, I mean, I was a non-Catholic, and told your stuff like that. Daughter it, that, and people. Man, she's yeah. going
1: to come home with a Muslim now. What are you doing? <laughs> and, <laughs> do You not know how people, teenage girls work?
0: Why would you tell well, her that? Any, anyway, people will, uh, you know, will convert. the The, the mm-hmm. wife will convert the husband sometimes, but most of the okay. time that doesn't happen. I, I know. Me and my wife, neither one of us were Catholic. I started exploring the Catholic faith first, right? And she now, followed I, you. I never once pushed it on her i never want i would go to rcia i was reading books i was listening to podcasts and i may talk to her about things that i thought was interesting but as time went on she was asking questions and then what i think four or five months later she started rcia but i never pushed it but it speaks to the nature of women wanting to follow their husbands and that is why did your wife
2: have did your wife have a, a uh was she like a did she take her faith in general seriously before this yeah, yeah. I mean, we were. So she, we were... she, she had like a, a a Christian faith that she actually did take serious. So, how, yeah. what was her reaction when she saw you starting to go study Catholicism? Well, was she like, "Oh boy"?
1: <laughs>
0: well, at first she was
2: a little. Are, are uh, you
1: interviewing my co-host? I on am. Show?
2: <laughs> Don't worry. I, I always I'm love vain- hearing the stories about the wives. <laughs> like, I know. I no, listen, love you, I'm, I'm sorry. Love, I didn't mean to interrupt. Listen, them, I love I'm, hearing I'm the stories vain- about how the wives react. <laughs>
0: I'm vain enough to talk about myself. So, <laughs> so no, but when I started going or, or thinking about it, so okay, let me back up. I'm kind of scatterbrained here tonight. Let, let me back up. So, tonight, yeah, all the time. Years <laughs> ago, yeah, probably a year before I converted, right? Yeah. I actually had an appointment with uh, uh, a doctor to go get. Snipped, right? What's it called? Uh, vasectomy. Vasectomy. Uh, yeah, vasectomy. The day before, I, I holy cow, this is amazing. I I wussed out. I'm not gonna lie, I was scared. You know, I, I was like, I was like, man, I, I I'm not not feeling this. So I called the doctor and I said, hey, I'm gonna have to reschedule. You know, I'm not ready for this. And my wife, me and her, were talking around that time, and I said, How well, many kids do you did have man? at this point? We had four.
2: What do you and have now, seven.
0: Six. 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 So I told her, I said jokingly, but I was also thinking about it too, but I jokingly said, well, you know, the Catholics, uh, think, uh, uh, artificial uh, contraception and, and vasectomies are a sin and all that. And she goes, yeah, but we ain't Catholic <laughs> less than a year later, we moved back to Houston. I start going to the RCIA church, uh, uh program at the church down the road from us. And I was actually wait, kind wait, of nervous. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, slow down, slow down. What piqued your interest to even consider Catholicism? Okay, so two things, and I I always say these two things. The two main things were uh, the Bread of Life discourse and authority, right? Mm -hmm. Or maybe three things, and history. So growing up, we, in in our Protestant group, we would receive communion, albeit symbolically, every week. We thought it was, we believed it was required to receive every week, right? (laughs) <laughs> so so we would receive but they always made the point of saying this is an emblem or this is a symbol of you know your body and blood that was shed on the cross right But I always had kind of issue with that because I said, well, that's not what Jesus says. Like, like that's not his words. Mm -hmm. So when I would help out with the, uh, with communion or if I was in charge of the prayer for the communion, I would always just quote what Jesus said. And when, if, if somebody said something to me about it, when I would say, you know, this is Jesus's bodies, et cetera, et cetera, they would say, well, you got you don't want to sound too Catholic because, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I was like, my resp- you know, what my response was, I'm what? just quoting what Jesus said. I, I mean, I'm just saying what Jesus said. So I had issue with that. Right. And then authority, like, of course, where does our authority come from? I know yeah. we say the Bible is our authority. OK, that's that's all fine and well, but under what authority do we know that the Bible is authoritative and that all the books that we need are here, et cetera, et cetera. And then thirdly was history. I felt like I was always having to be ahistorical. I was having to ignore large swaths of history in order to make the timeline work because in churches, people in the churches of Christ
2: do believe they are the apostolic first century church. It's so crazy because most Protestants, like, don't really even think deeply about that, right? It's like, if your proposition is true as a Protestant, what you're saying is Jesus rises from the dead, the message gets lost for 1,500 years, and then finally people start getting saved. It's really preposterous. It's like, that means Jesus failed. I'm sorry, Well, the time,
0: the, the, the story would be the churches were always there. They were just underground. To which I reply now: Where are their martyrs? Because we know there was great persecution in the church. You can't name me one martyr from the church. It was a
2: non-Catholic, like, from the yeah.
0: Protestant Restoration Churches of Christ. You you can't name one. They're they're
2: not there. So so now, okay. So now you have your interest peaked enough, and you wind up going to RCIA. How how is your how is um your wife handling? How is handle handling this? So
0: actually, when I first went, I was uh admittedly i was kind of nervous going in there because i'd never been to a catholic church you know i didn't know what to expect and all that and she i said hey you want to go with me she goes i'll go to the meeting with you so she went when i met with the rcia director she sat there and then so rcia was on wednesday nights and we always went to church twice on sunday once on wednesday right every week and i was skipping out on church it was Bible Wednesday night Bible study. I was skipping out on that to go to RCIA the of
2: Christ. Yeah. yeah. At
0: the church of Christ. And people started asking her, they're like, where's Jason? And she's like, Oh yeah, uh, I forgot. I forgot what she said. She didn't tell him I was at the Catholic church, but she told him, uh, she was like, Oh, he's, uh, he's got another meeting or something. I don't remember what she said. S- something like that. Cause she didn't, she didn't want to lie to them, but she didn't want, cause she knew once she said the Catholic church, there's gonna be like a hornet's nest coming down mm-hmm. on you quick. Yeah. Because they view that now Jason's about to lose his soul because uh, this this Protestant group also believes you can lose your salvation. Right? Uh it's not once saved always saved. So, I went for a while her first mass was Easter Vigil. She went with me to Easter Vigil. Oh,
1: that's a good that that you chose <laughs> you
2: chose
0: wisely. That's a that's yeah. a great that's a so, great introduction, especially
2: as a Protestant. You get so many readings, and you're going through the whole story of salvation history. Well, yeah,
0: yeah and I don't—I'd I'd only gone uh, the R.C.I.A. for about a month up to this point. So then we—we we were. I was reading, and we were talking, and I would ask her questions if she, you know, if I was thinking about something. And, and basically, then she just started reading and listening to different different podcasts on form. Formed was instrumental, and. In, in lectures and readings and stuff like that. And in, in my conversion
2: and uh oh, the, um,
0: the form that. Yep, yep. Oh,
2: that's awesome.
0: Because I would listen to like Brent peach. I mean, I was listening yeah. to any and everything I could. I mean, heck, I remember me and my wife were on our anniversary dinner. And all that's so all I was thinking about was the Catholic church. I was thinking about all this. This is in April. I, that's all I'm thinking about. Are <laughs> <Were> you excited <laughs> I, or were you like kind of scared? Like, I'm no, I, like, like, I was like, I was constantly, <laughs> I was constantly wanting to talk about it. Like that's all I wanted mm, to talk about. Okay. Yeah, And so about June, I guess that year, she, she starts our RCIA. And when she, when some of her, a couple of her friends asked her why she wasn't at church Going at night. Church, oh, are you yeah. okay? Like she, she told them, I was leaving out of town that night. I, I left about nine o'clock that night and at about eight 30, when they send the text, I'm walking out the door. Two of her friends show up at the house that night, wanting to talk to her because they're worried. And my wife was like, I am not ready for this. Like, I'm not ready to have a discussion. I'm trying to help you get out the door, you know, oh et cetera, et cetera. So I, I, anyway, so I had to leave. But fast forward to November of um, 2018 on Feast of Christ the King on the on the new calendar. And we, we were confirmed um, then. And then, of course, between that time period, we had, uh, you know, I had lots of emails and texts and phone calls and all yeah, how did out the old
2: congregation handle did they cut you out of they would they just disowned you at that point i would imagine
0: some i mean i still talk to some some i you know don't some just yeah cut us off and w- one of my favorite lines when people would tell us one of my favorite lines when they're like they want, would want to talk to us hey we want to talk but we're only going to use the bible as our source <laughs> my my, re- you know what my reply was. I don't know if it's a good one or not, but this was my reply. I would say, "Okay, I will do that, but first you need to show me from Scripture alone where it says the Bible is your only authority." Yeah. And literally, nobody, no, nobody responded <laughs> yeah.
2: to me. See, but I could, see because of listening to so many Bible studies. I can argue scripture with a Protestant and for especially Catholic apologetics for Protestant arguments. Like I can go through scripture and oh like, I have a hundred percent confidence in you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when they when they say call no man father, I'll pull up where Paul says you have had many brothers in Christ, but you have not had many fathers, therefore I became a father to you. Oh, look, it's Father Paul of Tarsus, guys. Like there's so many contradictions. They try to pull these little proof texts out, and so
0: well, in, in all fairness to Anthony, we did theories with Anthony, but really this was just, just I don't know. I do wanted to do it. We as, just wanted to talk. Listen, now
1: I wanted to build this show as theories with Anthony and Jason, because <clears> I <throat> think they should do this. Not, not, I mean, you can't do it all the time, but maybe a regular, like a series type of a thing. Where either myself or Rob will moderate and just let you guys go cuz i think i don't know guys in the comment section do they have amazing chemistry this is this works for me. i don't know <laughs> well we so, did the
2: we did the chosen series we're going to do next season together right? so yeah. i mean i love yeah. i love i love Brooke. I, I honestly think both of you are very good like at broadcasting oh, like i you. just I, I think both of you I, mark from the first time i i met you i just loved talking to you on air like you just you know exactly when well, i jumping. hear there's like, an I...
1: opening at fox news i don't know if, uh...
2: <laughs> i tend to so, talk over people and well here's the thing okay so
0: i do have a bunch of theories written down on my phone that i was going to talk now oh wait start... before
1: you go to these theories there was something i wanted to say but i couldn't get a word in edgewise earlier you guys were talking about men wanting to lead and women wanting to follow men single guys in the chat i'm going to give you all the key to the mint Okay. The key to the mint, to the single guys in the chat, when you get that date and you show up to pick her up on that first date, or y'all meet somewhere, have a plan, have it all planned. Don't show up. What movie do you want to see? What, 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 where do you want to eat? What what do you want to do? If you plan everything out and just take her on a date, she will have an amazing time and she will never stop telling her friends about what an amazing
2: you take her you take her out to eat first had. then you go to the beach and you sit on a lifeguard chair with her and you talk with her on a lifeguard chair that was my Now my do
0: not week. take any <laughs> recommendations <laughs> Do not take any restaurant recommendations from Anthony because you may be spending $300 on a first date. Yeah, I do do that.
2: (laughs) I took my wife. We went on our first date. We went out to eat, and then we went went to the beach, and we sat in a lifeguard chair, and we talked, and I didn't even try and kiss her, and she was so shocked. That I didn't try and kiss her that she was like does he like me yes. and I, I left her thinking about it and she fell in love with me because I didn't kiss her yeah. <laughs> I didn't even
1: try take it like, nah. slow and yeah. we should be waiting to marriage anyway so take yeah. it slow <laughs> and show show her that you value her and that you know and but I'm serious that whole have a plan thing on the first date that's the key to the mint guys
2: <laughs> Brick Run says you have to give up Jif peanut butter. Jif peanut butter is disgusting. You, guys gotta, get, you gotta get skippy natural peanut butter with a touch of honey. Oh
1: no, we're a, we're a Jif household.
2: So,
0: we're a Jif household. Well, I, I don't care what peanut butter it is as long as it does it. It's not crunchy peanut butter. So wait, Rob's um, saying the braces comment. The
2: braces comment was when me and my wife were in middle school. My wife had braces on and she had like a huge crush on me. Like she was like in love with me and I and, and she She like, she was coming up to me in the hallway one day and I just looked at her and I go, you're going to be so hot when you get those braces off. (laughs) She was like heartbroken. And then when she got her braces off, I was like, you want to go out on a date? (laughs) I told you you you're going to be hot. Oh my goodness. So
0: that's
1: so, a unique approach
2: <laughs> back,
0: <That's in. laughs> back to the show back to the show topic yeah I I, to show. I, I I did i did want to do a couple of these with with anthony they, they don't have to go real deep but i just want to see what he says and i want to start out with the softball an easy yeah. one non-controversial 9-11 inside job or not
2: oh. i'm, I'm, I'm Here, completely joking i don't want to get here's what i'll say try. here's what i'll tell you You're gonna talk i will, about say, so- I will yeah, say something I don't know what happened, but I know the story they told us is bull crap. Do I think? do not. I do not believe anything the mainstream media tells me, and I and I I fell for that story, hook, line, and sinker when it happened. You I was for it? you don't believe I, that
1: nine eleven. I was happened. in New York. I saw what happened. No, yeah, way. you saw what happened.
2: I, it. I mean, I I believe two planes. I also think powers.
1: the mainstream media is not. I mean, I, I yeah, they're all liars and they're cheats, but they're also buffoons who couldn't take a leak without wetting the front of their pants and so the idea that they could that the idea that they could manufacture a conspiracy no i think the, D- they, I think the cia tells
2: them what to say that's what they're i are the most think inefficient the CIA... of all the organizations. the cia yeah.
1: doesn't know what the cia are the one who let these guys in the country because they can't figure I, out i don't know I what think, happened I, think the, I just don't I think the,
0: the main narrative yeah, i, I, I don't, don't i don't know what happened yeah. i don't i don't I probably I don't but i don't believe the main story
1: I, I do just because I don't know that they're smart enough to be able to manufacture something like that. Uh, Wait, other you than like
2: a, you mean like a pandemic. <laughs> I don't get <laughs> okay. no, no, no. Good, 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 point. good point. Good point. Good uh, point. Strike one. <laughs> but right, really what they
1: did is they had the raw material for, I mean, the <laughs> pandemic did happen, right? It, it did exist. And yeah, what they yeah. lied about was what you can do to stop it and how you're going to cure it and, and what how
2: they we'll lied about it was how severe how it can... was. What they lied about was where it came from. I yeah, mean, they yeah. lied about everything. They lied right about well, everything.
0: And, and they're they're openly admitting to that. <laughs> like like they never change their story now. You know, a lot, now, of, these, I, a lot now, of these. Now, I do
1: believe situations. that the way those guys got into the country is probably not as, uh, you, you know.
2: Listen, uh, I, believe that, I believe that straightforward they I believe it, but, that they they flew planes into the buildings. Like I yeah. believe all that. I'm saying, I think it, that we probably knew it was going to happen and allowed it to happen. Hmm. Like I, I think that they wanted or just reason, like a legit excuse to go to war in the Middle East, and they said, okay. We, you know, who cares about 2,000 people had died? Mm-hmm. That's that's just how evil I think our government is. I just think they're evil enough to throw 3,000 Americans away like it's nothing. All right, so, next topic. So, 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 okay, so well, the, agree, to, agree so the, to disagree.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> <So> fine. <they're,
2: laughs> I don't know. I'm not saying I'm right. No, I agree
1: though. with you about the government. I just don't know that they I, – I, I, my personal experience with most uh, people who've been in the intelligence community is – I know that you think we're all this finely oiled machine. Most of the time, especially in the Middle East, we have no idea what's going on. And I was like, "Oh, okay, that's interesting." <laughs> there, our our intelligence, in the Middle East, is notoriously bad because we don't hire anybody who can speak the languages of the people that they're spying on. But
2: okay, so I mean, I watched I watched Jay Dyer <clears throat> on Tim Gordon's show the other day, and I don't know, they convinced me of some crazy things. Jay yeah, Dyer, huh? Jay is pretty nuts. So, all right, what's the next topic? Jay so Dyer? the ne- the next topic. Okay, no, so- I was not
1: I was not in intelligence, Caitlin, but I, I knew other people <laughs> Marks who was. Yeah. <laughs> <Marks the
2: fed. laughs> guys, guys, just speak
1: into the microphones. Okay. <laughs>
2: it's, it's all being recorded. We went to we went to Steubenville. Mike, uh, Mark was mic'd up. I mean,
1: theoretically speaking, Anthony, anything you say, canon will be held against I'm you. I'm sure. Court. <laughs> I he's, probably, he's probably
0: he's probably given us bad lawyer advice all these years. We're like, oh yeah, let's <laughs> <do> actually. I <it."> have <laughs> thought about this.
1: I'm the one. I'm the one job a Fed can't pretend to be in order to get close to you, oh,
0: because if oh, you really? think you're talking
1: yeah. to your lawyer, all of that yeah. stuff is privileged that can't come yeah. in. So,
0: all right, I'll try this again, Mark. So. The, Actually, while you do that, I'm gonna go get something of to I've heard his feelings. Next topic. Um, next topic. So, was there rain before the before the flood? Because well, based on because there's a, I'll just read this. There's a scripture in Genesis in chapter Genesis. two. I read it yes, This says, "And there was not a man to till the ground, but there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground."
2: Yeah, and, and then and so then the some some people have a pops theory. Out. The, so like some the people haven't. Th- river comes out. And, I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: God. No, no. I'm saying because some people say because of that there was there was not rain because it also says in Genesis that God uh, had not caused it to rain upon the earth. Depending on the translation you have, and that it it was misted. the The earth was watered from a mist, and then when the flood happened, God opened up the foundations of the deep and the sky and all that. So some people theorize. There was no rain before the flood, which is another reason why people were mocking uh, Noah for building this. Ark. Not only was it on land, oh, but a, they yeah. didn't understand this concept of of rain. rain. So do you believe
2: there was rain
0: uh, pre-flood I, I never, or not?
2: I never thought about it, but I di- I just read Genesis yesterday um To my daughters, and I—I I never even picked up on that. The first time I've re- like—I mean, I've read Genesis a bunch of times. I've read the story of Adam and Eve a bunch of times, and I never realized that the scripture actually does say there was no rain. And it says the the four rivers popped up, like the Euphrates, the Tigris, and all the rivers pop up. So, I mean, I gotta go with what the Word of God says. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say okay. no rain,
0: no rain. Okay.
2: Also, what you should have asked is, do, did Adam and Eve have belly buttons? No, that's that was my literally my next question. I texted ah! you last night.
0: That was one. I don't know if you read them all because I sent a lot. That's why when I saw you, no, you said my your son, son texted you? Yeah, my son texted
2: I, me today and he says, did Adam and Eve have a belly button? And I'm like,
0: huh. Look well, at our text. Born. Look at our text uh, from last night when I gave you a bunch of the ideas. That was one of them. Did Adam and Eve have belly buttons? Wait, you seriously texted me that last night? Yeah, yeah, in our group with um, with me, you, and Mark, I, I said here's some theories we could talk about. That was in there. That's why I thought it was so funny when your son texts you, dude. Look, I'm <laughs> gonna show you something. Hang on. Um, sorry,
1: boys, I had to freshen up my lemonade here. My,
2: um, my lemonade and water. My son wrote, dude. uh, you can't see it. Yeah, uh, I believe you though. Yeah, you can't see it. You. <laughs> he texted me today at 10:35. Yo. Dad, did Adam and Eve have belly buttons? (laughs) I'm like, are you kidding? He made me laugh so Great hard. Question.
0: It's a legit question though, and, that, and that's why I kind of jokingly mentioned it in our text group yesterday, but I was like, but that actually might make sense. I a saw good- you wrote like a bunch Nothing. of theories.
2: I didn't like read them thoroughly. I thought you were just like making, you know, being goofy. No, like- no, no,
0: no. I was given like legitimate ideas that were running <laughs> through my mind because some of them were funny. Some of them were ridiculous. Just like I said, you know, w- we talked about the pyramids and stuff like that in the beginning of the show. I knew that would, then take us into our discussion. That's kind of what yeah. I was wanting to talk about as well. But
2: yeah, did Adam and Eve have belly buttons? I would I would say no because they weren't no. born. Right, they weren't born. Right, so your you're umbil- your umbilical cord is what causes your belly button. So I mean, I I mean, just well, from
1: well, they were born, but of a different species. <laughs>
2: Oh, we're going that I just I
1: love to go with the guy. I just yeah. love
0: well, well. L- l- let me ask you this: Maybe it they weren't all born things. and needed an umbilical cord. But do you think it's possible that God may have given belly button so they didn't look like weirdos? That's
2: <laughs> what I thought. That's what <laughs> I literally said they look like weirdos. But also because they would need the genes to pass it on, right? Like maybe because yeah, that's a good the point. They would need the yeah on. the genetics. That's, that's actually a very good good point. Point. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know how all that works, but yeah. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> okay,
0: so so what's your what's your official answer? I'm saying no, I'm believes. saying,
1: I'm saying no, actually, no. Anthony's convinced me. Yes. With this DNA argument,
0: <laughs> I'm going to say, so, yes, that's pretty just, sound just, actually just because God is an infinite mercy and loving and kindness. He wouldn't make Him look weird on purpose. Yeah. Um, he made me look weird on purpose <laughs> guys. I want to ask
1: a question. <laughs> well,
0: no, that's that, why. That, no, what, what makes me look weird is Adam and Eve's fall from, from grace. So it's their fault <laughs> that I look weird. It's not no, God, it's, it's it's 800 years of
1: Irish inbreeding. That's that's the, the result of why we look the way we look. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to ask a question. I can't believe we haven't talked about this. We're on Tradman. How have we not talked about this? Pope Francis today declares that the SSPX is not in schism. This is a drum. This is the same guy who wrote Traditionis Custodes. And I'm wondering, don't ever. Did he get a bad taste in his mouth from trying to pick a fight? He don't ever, don't ever come
0: what? at me again. Tell me I change show topics in the middle of it. Don't, don't you ever do that? Again. I've
1: never done that. I don't mind when you do that.
2: Um, I think that um, I listen, think that Jason, it's good that he, I think you it's and good Tucker, that he could, you and
1: Tucker can be partnered up tonight in the unemployment line. Just keep, keep messing around, keep messing well, around.
0: You, you, wait till I make another intro. I'm, I'm going to send you to, <laughs> to HR.
1: Did you catch the intro from tonight, Jason?
0: No, no, I was trying, trying to set up again. with
1: Let's do it again because the intro was pretty good.
2: the, the pot fire. leaves do it the pot leaves <laughs> the pot
1: leaves really put the cherry on i didn't top. make that i ripped it i ripped it from the internet you know i didn't make that oh
2: good you know. so now so i i would say it's a good thing that francis said it just because there's so much drama over the sspx that having the pope say something like that it actually you know it it tells that it tells like salsa and michael Lofton, like sorry guys I know, the, I know he thinks don't we're don't these
1: really them. like difficult people to please, but do you want to know what how many trads would canonize the guy on the spot if he celebrated one traditional Latin mass in St. Peter's how as the Pope? How about just not
2: take we, ours away? I don't even care what he a
1: hero he could be. Like he's so starved for goodwill right now. He has no friends left that I can tell, except the the German Senate, and they're about ready to, you know, take a hike if they haven't already. Uh, the Chinese Communist Party burned him. He wasn't, he didn't see that coming, which I can't figure out how you didn't see that coming. And I think, I think the poor guy's fresh out of friends and all you would have to do to be like the biggest hero in the world to some of the biggest Catholic media personalities in the world is celebrate one traditional Latin mass. And they would canonize you as the greatest Pope that ever, I'm telling you.
2: I mean, I'm too, I'm too jaded at this point (laughs) to ever like he's just. Oh, he's I know. Just, I'm jaded. He's just you. beating me down so much at this point that I don't. I don't know. Man. I think. I, I, I think, just, think
1: that job has beaten both of us up. Like I just, have, him I just have such us. a hard
2: time with him when I see him talking. Look, <clears throat> when I see him sitting down and talking with all the, you know, he's sitting with a trans person, he's sitting with a, a sex worker in this new Disney documentary. I know, and I'm like, you're the. You're supposed to be the vicar of Christ, and the things that we said on this podcast tonight, right? Talking about. Don't you dare mess around with mortal sin. Like I've never heard him say anything. Even clear. and we're talking about people's souls. Like he's supposed yeah. to be. He's supposed to come on. Like I, I just.
1: Yeah, I'm with it.
2: I just. It no. just. It. It. It breaks my heart. It just. I'm. I don't know. I have a very hard well, time. I, I don't. I don't have any authority to claim he's anything. I just. I think it's Look, heartbreaking.
1: Not, I also think that this this is ridiculous to believe that you're just not allowed to not like the Pope. Like I, I understand he's the Pope and I submit to him <clears throat> feebly, but I have to like him as a person too. I have to. That that's that's asking a lot. I think I can just I can dis I can think he's do, doing a good job. I can't have that opinion. Yeah, that's not allowed anymore. The Catholic Church, I have to tell you, when it <clears throat> was conservative, was much more. <laughs> a, a, a fun place to exist in. When the Catholic church gets liberal, man, it gets despotic. I just, man. I just miss having
2: a Catholic identity. Like, yeah, I want to stand out as different from the culture. I don't want us going along with the culture. I don't want us to be accepting. I want us to be weirdos and freaks. Like yeah. I want, when I, I want, when I make the sign of the cross, people look over and go, <gasps> You know? <laughs> oh let me know. let me can I tell you
0: a story I think it's a pretty cool story about making the sign of the cross and and I, and I don't take this wrong I don't mean it to pump myself up or anything like that but so this weekend at a, at a wrestling tournament one of the kids got hurt you know hurt hurt their arm we went to mass yesterday uh and I saw I saw the mother and the kid at, at Mass – Afterwards, we asked how their arm was doing, and all that. And they said, Oh, you know, just a strained ligament. Luckily, it wasn't broke. But the mother said, Thank you. I saw you and your daughter cross yourself as she was walking off the mat. She goes, Thank you for your prayers. And and I used that to tell my daughter, See, just making a simple sign of the cross can speak volumes of people
2: without you actually doing anything. Yeah. yeah a simple sign of the cross, though, is the deepest mystery in the christian religion it's it's we're saying like the greatest mystery jesus reveals to us is god is a father and that he's a family from all eternity that before he creates the world before he creates the universe before he creates anything from all eternity god is a father like so making that little symbol it's one of the most powerful prayers you can make and i i I told this story like uh two weeks ago my daughter uh, was going up for a dance competition she was so nervous behind stage practicing her thing and i see her make the sign of the cross behind stage right before she goes on and after she made it like a calmness came over her and i'm telling you it's like it is it is such a deep powerful prayer to make the sign of the cross and people don't ancient nearly it's probably
1: one of the most ancient christian prayers Absolutely. Um, I think you know. And no one else. I found out the the Sursum Corda at Holy Mass. You know, um, you know, right after the preface that leads into the Sanctus. That is in almost every Christian like a Christian liturgy that traces its liturgy apostolically, right? So all the Orthodox guys have that. The Oriental Orthodox have it in there because it is one of the, that prayer has been in Christian liturgy of the Eucharist i mean probably since the very beginnings of when it you know when the mass took form and that's that's so cool that we still do that every sunday that we still have that that continuity and we sing those acclamations we're, we're singing the same acclamations as the people who were buried in those catacombs that's yeah,
2: so yeah i took my powerful. in-laws to to their first traditional latin mass a couple of weeks yeah, ago yeah how'd on, that go on so it was they it, it's like the way I explained it to them before we went in was um, you guys are about to go in and witness a ritual that has been going on for well over a thousand years. Like, um, you know, you guys are about to see something like, this is something that connects us to the ancient Christians. I said, and I had to tell them they couldn't receive communion and they didn't understand. And they were a little upset. And then we went in, it was on divine mercy Sunday and father gave like a really powerful homily on not receiving the Eucharist. If you're not, you haven't been wow. to confession and stuff. It was so perfect. Like I can't even tell you like father, Mayara, I love that man from the bottom of my heart, but yeah. And then, and I haven't really like asked them too much, but I can tell my father-in-law sees the way I, I run my family and I know he sees something special about it. Because my other two brother-in-laws, they're you know, they don't even go to church or anything. And I know he sees something very special about the way I run my family and he admires it to the point yeah. where he asked to come to a Latin man with us, you know. So you really gotta realize your witness in front of people really yeah. does mean a lot. For and sure. I'm always trying to bring up these conversations with them to point them toward like, look at the world falling around around you. Like you can see when we when we tossed off the Christian. The, the christian faith you can see things falling apart like just open your eyes the proof is everywhere like i think the trans movement is the greatest proof of god's existence that has ever been in front of us. <laughs> okay go I on do. Go i do on. i just think look at what happens when people leave god they lose their identity so much as as a child of god that they don't know what 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 gender they are they don't even yeah. know the identity of their gender like it is the greatest proof of god's existence that i have ever seen in my life
0: well, talking about our lives, it's a very Protestant way to look at it, but the concept is there, right? Like, So there, there used to be a song that we would sing in church, and it said, basically, the gist of it was, you may be the only Bible the world sees or reads. Yeah. And like I said, that's a very Protestant way to view it, but the concept is there. People may not not read the catechism or may not read the Bible or may not read encyclicals etc etc cetera, et cetera, but they may but but they can see through your life that you're different and that may be what 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 piques your curiosity what brings them into the church now I know ultimately the Holy Spirit is the one that does the converting but we are inst- we should be instruments of the Holy Spirit
2: Absolutely. I view every conversation I have with a non-catholic as an opportunity to evangelize I mean everybody when I'm at work like uh, <clears throat> a guy came up to me today and he was like hey Ann, my friend uh, my friend asked me to be his daughter's Godfather and when I when I went to go and do it all at the church the priest uh, was looking into it I had my my, my communion I had my confirmation But when I got married, he had a Catholic priest come to a venue and marry him. It wasn't in a church and his marriage wasn't valid. And I was like, listen, Aunt, you have to go get your marriage validated. And I had a whole conversation with him about the sacramental nature of marriage and why it's important. And it turned into a conversation about bringing your kids to mass. It's like every opportunity I get, I almost never talk about Jesus directly because I think People think you're going to come at them with the Protestant. Have you have you given your life to Jesus and are you saved? I try not to do that. I try to always talk like on a deeper philosophical level and get people to look at things a little bit differently and just try to adjust their their understanding from what the world is telling them to see. And I really do try to convert every single person I come in contact with.
0: I mean, I'm not necessarily good at it, but what we should be doing, because I know my most fruitful discussions have always been listening to what the person is talking about or saying and building off that. Don't, you know, like you're saying, don't uh, try to beat them over the head with the Bible or just come at them as Jesus, your Lord and Savior. Yeah, you know, like, that turns like people off. Like Listen to what, if you're in a conversation with them, listen to what they're talking about. And if you see a moment that, oh, maybe I disagree with that or whatever, take that as an opportunity to open the dis- the, the discussion. Those have always been the most fruitful and enjoyable conversations I've had versus just coming at somebody. Because as soon as you come at somebody, you, yeah. most of the time they go on the defensive and they shut the doors, you're, you're going to go well, People
2: People are always telling me they're like, they're like, when I, when I tell them, like, I'm raising my children to save themselves from marriage, they think I'm crazy. They're like, you can tell them whatever you want. They're going to do it. I'm like, no, I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, I talk to my daughters. I have conversations and I told my daughters, I love you too much to not tell you the truth about this. There are so many fathers <laughs> out there that will let their daughters and just pray that they I hope my daughters picked up the faith on the way because I brought them to church. No. Like they're not going to pick up the faith. We need to figure out how to pass the faith on to the next generation. Well, and it has to be done efficiently to make sure our children have the faith. Ultimately,
0: they're their own beings with their own free will, and they will ultimately make their own decisions. But just because that is the reality of what happens, that they're free will beings, does not all of a sudden excuse us from having those discussions, from yeah. guiding them, from trying to form, you have
1: to form your try,
0: from telling them those things save Man. yourself for marriage maybe maybe ultimately they don't save themselves for marriage but it's not going to be for lack of me trying as a father right
2: right because I, they like, will not they will know the truth because i am going to and it's like having your daughter i'm telling you I, I my daughter started crying yesterday <laughs> like I was, I just looked at her and I hugged and I said, I love you so much. I do. I said, my daughter is not going to be that girl. My daughter is going to know, like, you should be looking for a husband already. Like you shouldn't be thinking, Oh, I'm going to get married at 30. No, you want to start your family young. You want to pick a man that you're going to share this journey of life with that you're like, it's so important who you marry your spouse. Marry. is So
1: important. don't, don't uh, date, date, date to marry. Exactly. Like,
0: I, yeah, dating is not a game. Dating should yeah, not, a, not game. a
1: game. And and Horting. don't. This is who I'm dating currently.
2: Yeah.
0: Why? Why? If you can't you're if just if you yourself. can't see yourself marrying this person, you do not Stop need. Wasting now your time. now. Chunk up, up dudes! Absolutely. Now, now, here's the thing, though. When you're young, this is this is our role as fathers, especially especially daughters, they will confuse infatuation with love. They yeah. will be infatuated with this person and can say in the beginning, oh, I could marry him and have, but it's our, it's our duty as fathers to say, okay, pump the brakes a little bit. Just, mm-hmm. you know, obviously you don't want to be hard necessarily and push them away because then you're just going to push them in the wrong. So that's direction. the balancing act
2: though, right there, yeah. Jason. You, it really is a balancing act. You don't want to look, you can't keep your kids caged up. And you want them to be able to have, you know, enjoy things because if they get their chance to get away from you, then they'll go crazy. You have to really, it's a balancing act with children where you have to let them enjoy things a little bit. But to me, it's the the sex is the line. Like you do not play games with this. That is fire. And if you touch it, you are going to get burned.
0: Life, Life changing in so many ways. Life changes so many many ways. ways. It's it's going to mess with your brain chemistry. You could Mm -hmm. have a baby daddy. You're messing with your eternal soul. I mean, just. And this is where I go back to the conversation we were having earlier about does God make
1: the baby or not? So I I look at it like this. God, when he created man in his image and likeness, and this is the first time in the Bible that God brings up gender because he creates all the other animals, male and female, too. But he doesn't say that in the Bible. The first time he says male and female, he created them is when he makes us. Uh And it's such a big part of who we are that we are given a faculty to participate in the creation of a being that will live forever and is made in the image and likeness of God himself. Uh It's like, it's an incredible power it's raw power the power to create life is raw
2: power the the bible opens with a marriage the first the first miracles at the wedding at cana and it ends with the wedding supper of the lamb it is a bookend it is the most important thing we do
1: you know i kind of wish uh our our friend angela's husband was here because he could talk about he works with electricity and anybody who works with electricity will tell you electricity is great it heats our homes and it heats our water and it powers our modern world but don't ever lose respect with what you're working with or it will cook you Kill alive you. Yeah. now we're talking about toying around with a power to create a being made in god's image and likeness who will live forever and mm-hmm. we're going to use that we're going to wield that awesome power for our own you know needs you can't do it it will consume you it will burn yeah. you it will yeah, cook it's you just. you alive. I, I think, it's not I a think game. you're absolutely I think so right. many
2: I think so many guys out there right now are just like, Oh, feminism sucks, feminism sucks, feminism <laughs> sucks. It's like I don't yeah, great, but what, what about are you men? doing? Yeah, like what, what you... about men? I want I want to talk to men and talk to men about what they need to be doing <laughs> and what all do this in cell do? garbage
0: and all that. Yeah, yeah.
2: I want to be talking to men about look, if you your role as a husband is to keep your family together no matter what, and not just your immediate family. Like show your children that like. It, I am such a big guy, like big family guy. Like I want my kids to have healthy relationships with each other. I don't ever want to pit them against each other where they're in competition. I want them to have relationships with their cousins. Family is all we have. And it is your job as a husband to keep your family functional. Yeah. So I I, I
0: will add that this show has turned into the wish uh, off the rails, the wish version of off the rails. (laughs) actually so actually you know i've been thinking
1: during this whole conversation you know where i'd love to do is just i'd love to be a fly on the wall for the guy who's going to ask for your daughter's hand anthony i'd love to just be (laughs) i want to just sit in the room don't start till i get there i'll bring i'll tell you right now
2: i'm going to if my daughter likes a guy i will be having conversations oh yeah you're making uh, sure like listen to me i want to know what you're i want to i want to know do you are you Catholic? And if he is, do you take your face here? If not, come with me. We're gonna go listen to a Scott Hahn talk and take a ride with me. And we're gonna and I'm gonna teach this kid the faith. My Love my it. daughters are getting raised in a, by a you know, not raised. My daughters are marrying a man who is going to take the faith seriously, and I will make sure of it.
0: So yeah, yeah, my m- Back to back to my point of off the road because we're coming up on an hour and a half, and there's definitely two, maybe three theories I wanted to ask Anthony to get back on. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm to, sorry, I chimed in real more real than I wanted to. I'm sorry, I'll, about, I'll be quiet. I got
2: about ten minutes left, so let's. Try yeah, it. yeah. Let's so,
0: try so, it. so, so they won't take long. I, I don't think, okay. at least, who knows? I, I probably lied. Okay,
2: what's your theory on who is Melchizedek? Who is Melchizedek?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, in Scripture, he's the priest and king who offers. No, bread no, and wine, no, but but as but you. as
0: a person, there, there's a couple of theories out there on who he is as a person. Um, have you ever thought about it? You know, what like the, I, I said, very, you know what the name even, means? Thought about it. It's
1: two Hebrew root words: Melik, which means king, and Tzaddik, which means righteousness. King of righteousness. So it's interesting so, that Christ is a theories, priest though, according is, to the order of Melchizedek.
0: So, so one of the mm-hmm. the main theories is that it was actually uh, Seth, one of Noah's sons. Mm. Really? Was Melchizedek, Yeah,
2: I will be darned. That. I never even heard that.
0: Or is it Shem? Not yes? Seth. Is it Shem or Seth? Rob? Is it? He met. He said it Shem. Seth. It was Shem. Okay. He's Shem. Well, I thought it was Seth. Maybe it was Shem. But yeah, it was one of Noah's sons.
2: Okay. I never even heard that. Wow.
0: Oh well, there you go. Okay. So Learned so then the <laughs> Monster Energy drinks is the M mark of the beast or no? Pure, pure Satan. Peter and drink. should we be drinking monster energy, energy drinks? I've never tasted
2: one. No, I've never long had a long time one. ago. I haven't had well, rock star. I've never even heard beverage. the theory that the, the M is the mark of the beast. I've never even heard Man, like, ah, oh, have on. you not <laughs> seen that crazy
1: video? I'm gonna send you that. Lady.
2: Send me she the video. The I'll watch. Yeah, I she's really funny.
0: okay. Well, so far, these theories ain't going too good. The ones I picked, No, then. I'm sorry,
2: dude. <laughs> I, I hate that I'm disappointing you right now. Okay, you have okay, not. It's been a
0: great show. I've got I've got two more. One will be quick and one may not be. We'll see what happens. Is the world or is the world flat or round?
2: What does Anthony it, think? It's I don't think it's flat because I think satellites work for a reason. I don't think I think the world I mean, it's not a perfectly round. It's like it's like a, you know, elongated round, but I believe the earth is round.
0: Okay, so you, so you believe the mainstream science on the solar yeah, system. Yeah, because satellites okay. have
2: to work in global positioning. You can and they have see to, the curvature of the Earth, actually. Yeah, <laughs> they get caught in the orbit <laughs> of okay. the Earth. I mean, come on.
0: Okay, so, l- 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 <laughs> so the last one. Are aliens real? And if so, do they have the same plan of salvation that we do as humans? Uh,
2: I don't, <laughs> like I don't No, because I don't think there are alien, I don't think there's alien life. I think all this stuff that you're seeing with uh, UFOs and stuff, I think all of it's a PSYOP. I think that they're, they're, I think that they're either military weapons the US has that they don't want to let the rest of the world know that they have. Or so I really truly believe that we are the only rational creatures in the universe.
0: So, so my, my there could question, be alien
2: life, like amoebas and stuff, but no rational creatures. Outside
0: so, so my question about flat around earth was its own question was also kind of a, a segue into this. So if we believe the mainstream science of the solar system and its vastness, you think in all the vastness of the universe, there is no possibility that there may be rational life on another planet or another solar system.
2: It's not that I, I just think that God created us.
0: I mean, we're special. I think we're special in God because we're made in his image, but are we the only ones?
1: I think well, I think like, if there is the, other intelligent life in the universe, it's so far away. I think probably on purpose that we can never contact them. They can never contact us. We th- so thus we don't really live in
2: the same. But he's asking if they'd be fallen. Like it's a, I mean, who, who only fallen. God could
1: know that only but that's the my universe
2: point. is it's, fallen. It's, it's, it's not something that fallen. would
1: enter into our salvific yes, plan that, because that's a so good
0: point, th- Anthony. It's yeah, the like universe that fell because the whole universe groaned for that's Christ's true. coming. Yes, on, on, uh, point. on that really all the you know, creation groans.
2: Right, so it's not just Earth that's mm. fallen; it's the universe is yeah. fallen. Right, so they would have to be fallen creatures, which would also mean that they would require a savior, which would mean Christ had to die on the cross twice. And I don't see that
1: as nope. possible. That's right, or or our salvation, you know, restores Christ restores or, all things to Himself. I guess, I don't
2: know. or I they're mean, just it, all going to hell.
0: And I guess, I guess maybe if people have truly seen what they view to be UFOs or aliens, I mean, I guess it could be argued that,
2: that could be the demonic as well. Demonic yeah. interplay. I mean, listen, you guys don't realize how real these entities are. Like, I mean, not that you don't, I'm saying like people don't well, realize how well, real well, these let entities me, let are.
0: Let me add real quick, because we were talking about ancient apocalypse and how they all have a similar flood story, but they also all have a similar story about a giant human's coming in and teaching them you know I think that, civilization I and all kidding. that when i talked to
2: when i talked to Taylor that episode i think the giants in the book of enoch helped build the pyramids i think all these giant monolithic sc- structures that were built pre-flood were i think the giants so so
0: so so if aliens are real if if they are real they would you would view them more as along the lines of the on the demonic side versus being like rational beings like like us i mean i don't know not like flesh
2: like us yeah flesh like us, not rational but yeah i would think i would think that they are principalities and powers fallen and not and not yeah well i would think so i mean i mean they angel like good angels interact with us too though right i mean it's just the, the things that they're describing just seem like they're just playing with the occult with stuff i think i don't know
1: and that's our show everybody uh <laughs> <laughs> no, guys,
0: no, and, a great show man no no i i enjoyed it and like i said earlier really to be quite honest the the title was kind of just clickbait, catchbait catch bait type yeah. stuff because there's with anthony because everybody likes to joke with you about you know going <laughs> off the rails <laughs> and all that show but really the, yeah the, the whole show well i did have some questions for discussions
2: we, we Make, talked about some deep think, theological yeah, things and like that's really where i was really wanting to
0: head that's where i was wanting to head because i know i give anthony a hard time me and him just talked the other day offline give him a hard time but anthony really really is a smart guy knows this knows scripture has these like i said sometimes you'll you, i'll talk to you about some theories that you have or or whatever and at first you may be like okay that on the surface that sounds ridiculous right no honestly but then as you start but then as we start talking like we did on the show it's like well that actually makes a lot of sense maybe it's not incorrect
2: but it's plausible well they're theories right it's a theory it's like we can't prove it but it's like i'm trying to i'm trying to just make sense of some of these things and i and i and i'm always interested in these ancient the ancient stuff i just i find it so interesting to see how different the world was from the Christian world that we're in now. Like people just don't When God said the Gentiles have seen a great light. It has changed things in a way where we have cell phones and we're talking to each other through a computer because the Christian religion, Catholic religion spread so much. And we decided that we can study God's creation because it has rationality behind it to the point where now science is where it is. And we're having a conversation. Well,
0: and, 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 like I said, and that's what Dominion talks about, right? Like for mm-hmm. anybody that hasn't read the book, I don't want to necessarily spoil it, but even uh, Tom Holland even talks about how even in a perverted and twisted way, the Christian notion of the dignity of the person has brought about the transgender movement, the, you yeah. know, the LGBTQ, they've perverted it. But this idea that we all have worth as who and who we are yeah. is a very Christian notion that revolutionized the world. And people that, that talk about they hate, the, the west they hate western civilization they don't hate western civilization they hate christianity because without and christianity western civilization
2: does not exist not exist you can't separate european history from catholic history and they don't even hate christianity they hate what they think christianity is because nobody just like sheen says fulton sheen said not a single person in the world hates the catholic church but a lot of people hate what they think the catholic church yeah. is because nobody could ever hate it if they knew what it was
1: yeah folks join us uh i don't know when our next episode's coming out but we're going to be recording an exciting one anthony what's going on over at Avoiding bad one
2: so tomorrow night we got tim gordon on and then friday me and rob are on the cbs podcast which i think is catholic verse which i'm uh i'll put a link out for everybody on our channel and on my twitter up for friday
1: Guys, if you don't subscribe to Avoiding Babylon, then you're probably not in this audience anyway. But if you're <laughs> if you're in our audience and you've not subscribed to Avoiding Babylon, head on over there, hit like, subscribe, comment, do all that good stuff. Smash the like button. I'm going to cut yeah. some
2: clips up from this show and put them on our channel with I'll links to the full show here. So we Please want nothing it. more than to help each other grow like... It's all you for guys the are, glory of God. Yeah, you guys are you guys are my squad, man. Like you, if people don't know, like I talk to Mark and Jason all day long, every day. <laughs> <in a> Grudgingly. <laughs> <and team. laughs> all day long. I talk to these guys more than I talk to my wife. These I consider them my best friends now. I really do love you guys. I Thank love you, you for too for having man. me. Thanks on, for
1: coming man. on. We really appreciate it. And Rob, you're coming on next time too. I don't I don't like doing this without Rob. It feels weird. All right, nah, guys. It's, good, it's good to get. <laughs> I mean, he's always so loud, talks
2: over me all the time. I know, he's man. just like, I know. yeah.
1: And I don't think he knows anything about history. Hey, that's that's hey, always my I, biggest I, beef. With I want
0: to say this. Me and Rob did a. Anthony was supposed to be on it, but he was having I had to work. work then I, but me and Rob, if anybody has checked it out, we did a really. I, I thought it was a really good episode, fun episode on uh, on Avoiding Babylon about the Munster. Um, the Dan Carlin. Yeah, Dan uh, Carlin's yeah. The Munster uh, Revolution, whatever it's called. So if anybody hasn't checked that out, that was a good crossover show. Yep.
1: All right, guys. guys thanks for having me. God um, bless I you, everybody. It. Y'all have a great yeah, God evening. Bless. No. <laughs>